yeah, 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 live from Cafe Willoughby with your host Tyler Brown and Sam I Am Willoughby, Sir Richard Fiswell and the baddest BMXers and industry heavy hitters on the planet. Let's get it on! Happy Monday, Cafe Willoughby. We are live here in set, in studio. Uh, I think we're going to start off with an S squared square up right off the bat because, as you can see, I don't have a co-host, so good eye. Hey, going? My name's Sam. This is Tyler. Yeah, I know. A little bit weird with only one guy here, but Sam is stuck in traffic on the way here. He should be here any minute. He's probably tuning in live as we speak, sitting on the 805 freeway, but he's going to be here soon, so we're going to get this thing started. We couldn't let you guys wait any longer. I know we made you miss last Monday because of Grands. But we're here, we're ready to go now, and we got a great show for you. So, go over the show real quick. Uh, this is kind of going to be a really cool show because it's post-Grands. We have a lot to talk about from Tulsa last week. We're going to have your, uh, your national number one men and women elite pros either in studio or calling in. We're going to be giving Connor a call here in just a minute. We're going to have Elise in coming in and hanging out talking about her 10th title and making her the winningest BMX pro in history. Uh, we're also going to talk... Amateur racing, NAG5, team titles, pro racing, all that stuff. There's going to be plenty of good action. So we've got a really good show for you. Like I said, Sam is going to be here any minute. So in the meantime, uh, we're just going to start off with our first interview tonight. And we're going to give Connor Fields a call. We're going to catch up with Connor, see what he has to say about the Grands and winning his first ever USA BMX Pro title. So let's give Connor a call right now and see what he has to say. Hold on one second. We'll pull that up and give him a ring. Connor Fields, here we go. He's at school right now, so that's why we're starting the show off with Connor, because he only has about a 15-minute break in between classes. So the dude not only goes and wins his first big pro title, straight back to school on Monday, and he's ready to rock. So let's give him a call and see what he has to say. Connor, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, how's it going, guys? Uh, we're doing good. It's just Tyler right now. Sam is stuck in traffic on the way, so you just got to deal with me right now. Uh, no worries. So what's going on, man? You're uh, you're in between school right now or in between classes? I am, yeah. It's uh, straight back into reality, hitting me like a ton of bricks. Uh, right back to class where no one, no one knows. No one cares, and the uh, teacher still has a test on Wednesday. <laughs> How fa fantastic is that? Just a little humbling experience from probably one of the coolest days in your BMX career to straight back to school the next day, huh? Yeah, exactly. It's totally like, you know, polar opposites. On Saturday, it was uh, on top of the world, you know, it was, uh, all the emotions and, and all that. And then uh, 48 hours later, it was straight back at school, sitting in the same seat, taking notes. Did you have a good Sunday at least, a nice relaxing one, and get it, let it soak in a little bit? Uh, yeah, I flew home on Sunday and then just uh, chilled out a little bit, and I was so tired. I went to bed. I went to bed at like eight thirty, nine o'clock. Slept for fourteen hours. Nice, nice, nice. Well, first of all, let me just say congratulations on not only your first title or first USA BMX Pro title. I know you got some other titles in the past, but the first big one with the USA BMX title but also bringing the cup back to America somewhere it hasn't been in a long time. 
thanks. Uh, it was really cool. And um, I think it was really cool to be the first one since Randy Stumphauser. Yeah. Uh, I really looked up to uh, I looked up to Kyle Bennett and I looked up to Randy Stumphauser. So uh, to be mentioned in the same sentence as Randy a bunch of times this weekend, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, man, it was definitely a pretty exciting one to watch, and uh, you deserve to be right there. You had a phenomenal weekend. You rode great. What does it mean for you to win this title? Yeah, it means a lot. Um, it's a different title compared to a lot of the other ones because this one, you truly have to be good all year long. You know, you can't just come in and uh, be in good form for one race or a couple races. You you have to do it week in and week out. You have to do it when you feel good, and you also have to do it when you don't feel good. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's just a, it's a different, it's a bit of a war of attrition. Um, and then at the same time, you know, I've been to the Grands. That was the 15th, 15th time going to the Grands. Uh, I got nag one a few times as a kid, but I never had the rider count to uh, to get amateur one. I got second or third a couple of times in that. And then as a pro, I got second or third uh, before last year. I got second or third, and so just being that close a bunch of times and then finally getting over the top, that was, uh, that was a great feeling. Yeah, man, that was that was definitely a good racing all weekend long. I would say you were for sure the guy to beat out there. I think you and Anthony and Joris kind of separated yourself from the rest of the pack for most of the weekend, winning pretty much a majority of the laps. But uh, from an outsider looking in, you were probably more focused than I've ever seen you at Grands. You looked good on the track. You looked focused off the track. What do you think your your key to success was, not only this weekend, but throughout the year? Oh, it's hard to pinpoint one thing. Um, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. Uh, I actually started off the USABNX series with the worst string of races I've ever had. The, uh, the first few weekends of racing, I got two eighths in Phoenix. I got a sixth and knocked out in semis in um, Old Bar, and then I got knocked out in semis again at Rock Hill. And so I just had to look in the mirror and uh, make some changes and make some adjustments and try to get better. And then uh, went on a good little streak after that, leading all the way into the Grands. And yeah, uh, after the uh, Argentina World Cup this year, uh, I finished second overall just by a handful of points. And I, I decided at that point, I was like, I do not want to come in second again in another championship. It's just been too many times to get second. So uh, I Good plan with, uh, with with my coach, my team, my training partners, and we locked in and uh, basically went in went into the grands with you know full confidence in the preparation and just had to execute and uh, just focused on execution at that point. Well, that's crazy. I didn't realize that you had such a rough start to your season and were still able to kind of put it together towards the second half. When did things really start to click for you throughout the year? Yeah, and. Um, and Oldsmar on that second day, I had a huge crash on that uh, second jump and actually tore a ligament in my ankle. Didn't ride for a month, went to the uh, Rock Hill round without riding for a month. And then uh, after that, you know, I sometimes it just takes getting punched in the mouth a few times to uh, decide, all right, time to fight back. And, yeah, I just kind of really focused on the day-to-day process and training, you know, getting good training every day and, and just committing to uh, try to win races, and, and since then, um, yep, really good. Well, there you uh, go. More races this year than any other year I've ever won. That's awesome, man. Congrats. So we got a couple more questions. I know I only got you for a couple minutes longer, but we'll try to get these in. Uh, what's it going to take to back this title up next year? You, I know you got the first one, but we're always wanting more. So what do you think it's going to take next year to back this thing up? 
think it's you know it's going to take the same thing as uh, as the first one, um, and that just is you know a full uh, full year of of hard work, surrounding yourself with good people, believing in yourself, and um, just being able to to ride out the season. You know the World Championships, you have to show up ready to go and, and execute on that day. But to back this one up, it just takes twelve months, pretty much, of uh, of commitment to to the goal, and. Um, you know, I'm enjoying this one at the moment. You know, a few weeks down the down the road, might build that bike back up and get get back into preparation for next year. But just taking it one race at a time, you got to get ten scores before you can even start thinking about just one one lap, one race at a time everywhere you go. And I know that sounds boring, but that's uh, that's how that's how you got to do it. Yeah, man. No, I definitely agree. Uh, kind of switching modes beyond the title a little bit. What's your opinion on the current state of pro racing, the the competition, the events you're racing in, things like that? Oh, I think it's um, I think it's great. I mean, the, the level of competition is really high at the moment. I mean, you look at you look at some of these quarterfinals and even one eighth finals at these World Cups, and there's six eight legit dudes in every one. And I remember when I started racing the World Cups, you know, back in 2009, 2010. I don't mean any disrespect to any of these guys, but the, the eighth finals and the, the quarterfinals, you didn't have, you know, six dudes who have won a bunch of races before in them. Um, so the depth the depth of competition is, is so high. And um, it's just made for, you know, when when the level gets high, everybody has to step up, and the level of competition has just gotten better and better over the years. Uh, and then as far as the races go, everybody complains a lot, and, and you hear all, the, all of that, but um, at the end of the day, you know, I think that there's a lot of good stuff going on too, and uh, I think if we focus more on on the positives and the good things in our sport, that uh, I think things would everybody would be a lot happier, and I think things would continue to get better at a quicker rate, rather than if everybody just keeps focusing on the negative stuff. I think that is great words of advice and something that people can apply to anything, whether it be their their lives or the the racing situation. I know there's always a lot of complaining, but it's refreshing to hear a positive outlook and what we have going on. I mean, I, I talked to some of the older the older pros. I mean, we have an opportunity now at the Olympics that people never had in the 90s and the early 2000s. I mean, imagine telling those guys in the year 2000, hey, 32, you get to go to the Olympics, or I guess 24 now. You know, I mean, that's, that's an incredible opportunity that those guys didn't have. And, uh, you know, now we have national teams paying for people to fly all over the world and race World Cups. It's not, it's not as bad as everybody's making it out to be. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I would agree with you. I would agree with you on that one. One thing I would like to comment on is just the level of competition. I mean, being a little bit of an outsider watching in this weekend, I was thoroughly impressed with how fast the elite men class was going around that track. You guys were were flying around that thing, but the competition was high. Like you said, you get on any given gate, and there would be Olympians, world champions, their national team jerseys were on. I mean, the level of competition at Grands this year was probably one of the hardest it's been in years past just because of the European guys that we had and so many international riders. Yeah, yeah, this year's Grands was basically everybody that was at the World Championships except for maybe, you know, three, four, five, five guys that weren't there. Um, but yeah, for the most part, it was pretty much all the, all the top guys in the world were there. Definitely, I would agree. Who's, who do you think is going to be your biggest competition for that title again next year? You'd have to look at the the same guys that were in the top group this year. Um, you know, I think I think Anthony and Joris will definitely be up there. I don't know what the Europeans guys' plans are. You know, Sylvan and and the Dutch guys. I don't know if they're planning on coming back and racing this series again. But if they are, they'll definitely be up there. 
Uh, I train with Trent Jones all the time, you know, and I see him getting faster and faster. And I think he's uh, he's one big breakthrough away from from kind of making that next leap and being a consistent podium guy. He's in the main every time. Yeah, he's uh, done a really good looking. job lately of jumping into the mains, weekend in and weekend out, and he's even got a few podiums yeah, this year exactly. too. Correct? Say that again. Sorry. I, I said he's even got a couple podiums this year too, right? I think he had five. Wow. Four or five. I mean, he, he quietly had a really good year. Um, I train with him all the time, so I know how fast he's going. So I think he could uh, he could jump. He's only twenty two, so I think he could jump into that next step next year. Um, and yeah, you just you never know. I mean, you never know who's at home at home training and, and trying to get better and uh, that's why you, when you're when you're on the top you can't rest you gotta keep pushing and, and keep going do you find it difficult having such a fast training partner I mean obviously it's good for somebody to be there to push you the way you are but is it is it hard sometimes being that that person is fighting for the exact same spot on the podium that you are I think it takes uh, it, I think it just takes a couple of people who are able to kind of put egos aside because they understand that you're both pushing each other to be better, and obviously only one person can win. Um, but if you get beat, you know, on that day by somebody who is just better than you, then you can't do anything other than shake their hand and say, "Well done." But if you both pushed each other and made each other better and gave each other a better chance to uh, be successful, then um, I think it's a win-win for everybody. And uh, Max Cairns, who won April on Friday and uh, he got fourth off the Grands, he was in our training group too for the last eight weeks and. The three of us just day in day out just push each other, and uh, our coach Sean Sean Dwight he um, he kept us all in line and and kind of led the group by example, and uh, yeah, it was it was really good. Um, it, it's it's not hard for us to kind of put that to the side and be supportive of each other, and I uh, I hope Trent can get a big win next year, and I can be the first one to give him a high five at the finish line. There you go, right on. Well, hey, I know you got to get back to class here. Is there anything you want to add before you leave? Um. No, I just uh, want to say thanks to my fans uh, for the support this weekend. I had the headphones on and I was in the zone all weekend, so sorry if I missed you. Um, thanks to my family. Thanks to uh, my sponsors, Chase Max and uh, my coach, Sean, and uh, all my other supporters and all that, and uh, thank you guys. Right on, man. Well, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate you fitting us in your busy schedule, and go, go enjoy class, and more importantly, enjoy that new number one title. Yeah, I appreciate it. You guys have a good show. All right, thanks, man. We'll talk to you later. See you. Bye. All right, so there you go. That's just in from your newest USA BMX number one AA. Uh, it's pretty cool to see, see Connor take that number one. Uh, it was a good battle all weekend long. I definitely think that the three guys that were the standouts all weekend were Connor, Anthony, and Joris. I think those guys pretty much led all their laps. A couple other highlights. Sylvain looked awesome around that track. Neek did as well. But those guys put on a really good show. Those three in particular were just, they were battling for it all weekend long. Uh, so hopefully, I don't know where this guy Sam is. I don't know what he's, deal, what he's dealing with, man. Uh, looks like we got a, he's in traffic. He, it looks like he's almost here. So we'll see what's going on, see how much longer it takes to get in. What we got next planned up is some Grands talk. We had Grands last weekend, probably the biggest race in the world. You know, hashtag the greatest race on earth. So that's always an awesome one. Oh, it sounds like Mila's barking, so maybe that might mean that Sam's here. Hopefully, he can jump in with me and bring a little bit more hype to this show, make it a little bit more fun. Uh, but, well, we're waiting for him to get in. A couple basic facts. We had like 550-some motos on Friday. We had 731 motos, I think it was, for Grands. So the place was absolutely packed, as it always is. 
and it really is becoming truly almost its own world championship. We have riders from all over the world coming into this event and make it a part of their racing year. And we have riders from Australia that were out there winning races. Uh, Colombia was all over. Europe was there. I mean, it really is becoming into its own world championship almost. And it's really awesome to see. It's awesome to have all those riders show up in Tulsa every year and get to spend Thanksgiving with us and just kind of show them what, the, what a BMX race over here is all about. Uh, let's see, things to talk about at Grands. Number one, moto count. It was a little bit lower this year than last year. A lot of people were waiting to see what's going on with BMX racing. Is BMX racing dying? The reality is it's no, it's not. We maybe had 20 motos less this year than last year. We still had a completely packed house. So it wasn't dying. So BMX is still going strong. And it looks like we have a, a dog and hopefully a dad coming in here any second. Now, Mila's pretty hyped, so that means that Sam is probably right behind her there. Main events finished about 11 p.m. last night, so it was a heck of a show. They started bright and early Sunday morning, and they finished up the last cups around 11 p.m. And our man, Decimal George, he had a phenomenal team, a phenomenal race. And we have the man himself. Hello. Sam, what's going on, man? What's up? Been struggling with how you, man. Uh, I've been watching. That was amazing. This is weird, just talking to a camera all by myself. It was amazing. Here you go. Clip that on. Say hi to the dog. All right. And you're right into a Monday show. Just straight into it. What's up, man? How's the flight? It was good. It was you're... good. We're a little delayed. Well, you're here now. We're here. So. It, it, wouldn't be, uh, it wouldn't make it interesting if you guys were on time with plenty to do. No. All right. So. What are we up to? We just finished up chatting with Connor. So we had a good little interview with him just talking about yeah, that. And we're just, that. Talk, just talk, starting the Grands talk, you know? It's, All right. It's a freaking grand, man. The Catalina Wine Mixer BMX. You it know really what I mean? is. It was, a, it was an awesome weekend. I really enjoyed it. Um, you still have your wristband on? I still have my wristband on. I was allowed down on the floor in the pro show. Dang. VIP. 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 Um, no, I thought it was a really good show. I think there was a few little uh, subtle things that could have been better Saturday night, like the speakers and um, little things like that. But as we know, it's no easy feat running a live show and especially with that many people and um whatever else so i i liked it i thought they had some a new soundtrack finally the aba had some yeah, modern some day new music tunes. so I, that was good and uh, i thought i did a good job with the laser show and um i really enjoyed so Saturday i sat night. in this little box that i was commentating the right. show so i didn't get to see i didn't get to feel the atmosphere feel the vibe what was it like out there it was really good like i was i was nervous pumped up all the all those race day emotions, it was fun for me to feel that again, just sitting down there on the infield watching practice and kind of obviously I was helping Elise and Sean and um, Lauren and uh, on, on the night show, so I was kind of feeling going through the race day emotions a little bit with them. And um, But it was it was exciting. They did a good job. I mean, Grindle, Grindle was nervous before he was came he? up to me. He was like, I'm nervous, man. It's my first time doing it live. And Grindle's the normally, hype man. Normally he's in the booth with you, but yeah. he, he did an awesome job. And... Um, I think this is our surfboard guy. Oh, we got a surfer? Surfer guy. from. Well, so we better take the call. We better take it. And then we'll, we'll finish the Grand Stock. Bonjour. Hi. <laughs> so for anyone that missed it, this is our guy. He, uh, 19 to 27 novice, he won the main and he went across the line standing on his seat with one hand. No. That was amazing. Standing on his seat? Yeah, yeah. What a legend. Unbelievable. Did you see that? No, I didn't. Oh. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Good. Thanks for coming on. I mean, you you blown up the internet with your surf moves. Yeah, I just saw that. 
That's crazy. Very I don't believe it. Like, it was done to small pets between two two friends, and now everyone talk about it. That's crazy. That, yeah, you, you went instant fame. 19 to 27 novice to the top. Dang. Bummed I missed it. Um, yeah. So uh, there was a little bit of... I mean, some people were giving you a bit of a hard time because they thought, you know, if you can go across the finish line on your seat with one hand, you shouldn't be in the novice class. But I say if you go across the line with standing on your seat, you can do whatever you want. You can do whatever the heck you want. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw a lot of me that, but yeah, that's, that's just the game. I mean, like, I get some people who just support me and some people who say some bad thing, but like, I'm... Yeah. So, so you're you're an ex exchange student from France, is that right? Yeah, I'm an exchange student from France, so I'm here for ten months, and I'm living in Michigan. Okay. So yeah, I never raced, so I only raced for what one month now. Ah, well. You... So yeah. No worries. Novice it up. DB um, wants yeah. to know if you got DQ'd. Did you get DQ'd, or did you? Did they give you the win? Did, did, did you yeah, get? Me the win. You got the win. Damn straight, you should get the win. You should get. Yeah. You should give him two wins. You should have got paid. Speed and style. Yeah, speed and style. <laughs> <laughs> well. Yeah. No, that was really, really cool. And yeah, that was really fun. And like, yeah, I just do this because I know that's going. That's my first grand and maybe my last. So yeah, I'm really happy about it. And yeah, that's really cool. Well, we're really happy about it as well. Thanks for bringing some flavor. And thank you for calling in. Uh, I'm not I'm not, I'm just like calling you. Like two days ago, I was asking you for a picture. Right now, I'm just like, I got you on my phone. Like, I'm not bidding. And now you're That's crazy. And now you're live on the, the biggest BMX talk show in the world. In the world. <laughs> yeah, I like, That's crazy. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you. And maybe we'll, uh, what, what, how do you pronounce your first name? Lucas. Lucas, all right. Lucas, we got some sponsorship offers rolling in. We have some sponsor offers rolling in. Here, Chad Powers said he wants the surfer man on his team. So all right. It looks like you got some sponsors rolling in too. We're gonna put it out there to the industry, you guys. If whoever can come up with the best jersey, we want surfer man to have a jersey. <laughs> thank you so much, guys. All right, thank you. We'll try to get that jersey made for you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye. All right, so give me some more right. info. I missed this. Where is the video? Where can everybody else see the surfer? So man? there's not really a video. I mean, it was. It's obviously on the live feed. If you go back and watch the rewatch the main. So you gotta watch brands. novices. I got somebody saying 17, 18 novices. So either 17, 18. Sorry, 17. Then, it's oh, 17, yeah, 17, 18. 18. Sorry, yeah. Um, so go back, watch the live feed, check out the 17, 18 novices, and he won. He won. Yeah. Coming across the line, doing the surfer. Yeah, doing this. Uh, DB sent me a picture. I'm trying. Here it is. So we can hold this up to the camera. It's unbelievable. What a legend! What a legend! I don't know if they'll be able to see this. Let's see if you can close. You guys get close enough there to see it? There you go. <laughs> it was pretty badass. I mean, he was a long way out in front. He was boosting the tabletop, doing flatties, and then he just decided, I'm going to surf it across the line. Horns <laughs> up. There's a French jersey on. Horns yeah, up. Good on him. Okay, so some other stuff going on at Grant. Well, one thing I wanted to ask you before he called in. Mm -hmm. So what was it like for you being down there on the field and when ver racer versus coach? Because when you're, the, when you're the racer, you kind of have... Everything's up to you, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's all on you. You can control your nerves. But when you're up there, you don't know what's going to happen. Right. You know what I mean? So is it, is it easier for you to deal with the nerves as 
Racer Sam up for the titles like you have been so many times, or Coach Sam having your rider up for the titles? I think it's it's definitely harder for me doing the coaching side of things, and especially of Elise. Elise, obviously someone that I care pretty deeply about, and so I'm pretty invested in her stuff. And um, so when she's going for something like the Worlds or on Saturday night with the, the title, yeah, I'd say I'm more nervous with that because I'm, I'm not in control of it, really. Obviously, yeah. you try to give the right advice and hope you're saying the right things. And um, and it was a bit touch and go there after she decided to crash in that second one. So, <laughs> uh, But then, even, I mean, I get nervous now even watching Sean because like, training with training him now for a little while and just working day in, day out with them, you, you want to see them do well. And, yeah. and it's out of your control. You know, you tell them, hey, do this. but And you, you, you just hate to see, you know, people that you're close with, that you're working with, you hate to see things go the wrong way for them because you know how easily it can. So, for sure. So, yeah, I'd say that the nerves are... They're just different nerves. There's, there's nerves both sides of the fence, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, they're just different. Gotcha, gotcha. So a couple other things, Grand's highlights that I had here on the list. Renan, they walk away with two national number one titles on their team. Not only the team yeah. stuff, we'll get to their team title they got to later, but they got uh, Amateur Cruiser with Marshall Gerke and amateur number one with Brandon Crane. So yeah, Decimal he, George was fired up in the stands yesterday. Decimal George, we want to know what decimals were those gears on? Were those boys <laughs> on? Were they on like 44.2s? I mean, what's the decimal secret that put so many cups over there? Well, a bit of, bit of team sheet drama, so we might get to that later on. When oh. we, when we you got, you got some good stuff for me. I got can't a little wait to bit. hear it. Yeah. Uh, for the national number one girls, we had Katya Striver winning uh, the national number one girl, and then Madeline DeSantos winning the national number one cruiser. So nothing too exciting in those ones. They just kind of did their thing, got their wins. Uh, I think on the girls' title, actually, the 15-16 expert class in 17 and over, there was a ton of crashes. Yeah. Because Shriver probably shouldn't have, rider count-wise, won the overall, but there was a lot of crashes in those next right. two. Well, I think I, that Skittles chick, she crashed out. That's that She age. didn't even make the main. Right, no, yeah. Yeah, she's like younger. Semi, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think 17-20, correct me if I'm wrong, but there was four up for the title. All four of them crashed. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, somewhere on the track they end up crashing. Somebody else took the took the win. Yep. Yep. Um, and then, obviously, Brennan he took the team title. So, wh yeah. what kind of team drama do you have for us there? Well, I think that was a bit of bit of a controversy between Big Don and George. Uh, oh yeah. I think Big Don had the iron out on Saturday night, ironing some logos on some jerseys, trying to was he get some points. Uh, Whose who's logos he, uh, he putting on? I think he tried you... to slap one on on, on Brooke. Oh yeah. And, uh, no pun intended there. Um, <laughs> he, uh, yeah, so I think he tried to put a logo on Brooke and they DQ'd his team sheet on Saturday night. So. Oh, did they? Yeah. Ooh. George was not happy. Oh, that, yeah. that's, a, that's a good one. So, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, and then what about, what did you think of the track? Being, you you got to watch a lot of races. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of the track this year? Um, I always liked the Grands track, so I, I, I like, I'm not going to say I hated it, but I didn't like it. I didn't love it. Um, Why not? I, I just wish they would use the whole building for the first, just for all the straights. I just okay. felt, especially this year as a spectator, like it was hard to spectate because you Cause got you're missing one. Section. Well, you go in that main stands and then you can't see the first corner. And then you go in the side stands and then you can't really see that what happens in the last straight much. Okay. And then if you're down on the floor, then you can't see the back side of the pro section. So I was like, I, I always like it when they run the first straight along that side grandstand mm -hmm. and just do a big M shape like what was in. 13 and 14 and 12, I think. Okay. So, okay. but but it is fun to mix it up. They have so much floor space there, and they can try different stuff. But um, yeah, I just think that when, when they got that luxury of a big indoor arena, it's like open it up and take advantage make, make of the it. track big. Yeah. 
George sure. says that he was the one that filed that protest. Yes, so. no doubt. No doubt in my mind he did. I don't think anybody else would have filed it. <laughs> nope. George is out there with a magnifying glass looking at jerseys or with some binoculars Go, oh, that logo it, looks like it might be wrong. I must say it was pretty cool. Sunday was sitting there watching the mains, all the amateur mains last night, and just you're watching George, like, we all joke about the team sheet and whatever else, but, like, he's he's into it, and he looks after those kids. He's invested in oh, it. He's yeah. passionate. Yeah, he's you know super I mean? passionate about it. He's cheering. He's running down there celebrating with his kids. And, and then, like, just looking at his setup that he had there, obviously in conjunction with John and Esquad and Answer, mm-hmm. but... Those kids get looked after well, and they're treated good, and um, so yeah, it's it was, it was pretty cool to see from that side. I know we give George a lot of shit, but he uh, he but definitely the, looks after the crew. But the crap that we talk about him is more like bro talk, oh, like, yeah. like we'd say about each other or something else. You know what yeah. I mean? It's all in good fun. Uh, he was he I, I put a picture up on my story because he's sitting there like before the main star, and he's doing these ones and he's nervous. He, he was so nervous. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's there's a lot on the line. Furthermore, like obviously, like he has some passion and cares about it, but there's ten grand on the line for yeah, the yeah. team title. Yeah, for sure. So winning that is going to be the difference in being able to fund your program the way you want to next year or not. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Definitely. Yeah. So I think that one is pretty good. Uh, next up, what I had on the list here, I had some pro pro racing talk. So yep. we got a bunch more comments on there. We go. So some um, pro racing talk. Massively stacked field. Probably one of the hardest grands pro wise that we've seen in years. Usually around this time. Like, the Europeans kind of go on off-season and kind of mellows out. This year, it was absolutely stacked. Mm-hmm. We had probably one of the hardest elite men fields we had in years. So what do you think about the, the men's and women's level of pro racing that we had? Yeah, I thought that was good turnouts in both. I mean, the women had 25 riders, I want to say, and then the men were obviously up into the, well into the quarters, 50 or something, was it? 40? Uh, I think it was like 30s to 40s. Sean, you uh, might know. How many riders were there in elite men? Do you know? Quarterfinals, yeah. anyway. Quarters, um, yeah. Yeah, high thirties. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it was it was great to watch. I mean, every lap had a had a heavy hitter in it, and that was sort of good racing. Um, I think the elite men. Yeah. I mean, being that this was my kind of my last elite race, like I know I got on the gate for every one of my motos, and I had like Joris, Sylvan, Nick. Like it was just so stacked. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was getting in any gate could have been a semifinal. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? No, I would agree with that. It was, um, and those are just the motives. Yeah, it was good to see those Euro guys coming over. I mean, because it it truly is the, probably the most prestigious race in BMX, and well, that's how I feel about it. And I think most people, I think when people come there and they see how big it is, it it a lot of even for myself now, it's almost my tenth time going there. But um, so you kind of you forget how big it is, and then you talk to people that's their first time. Like I was talking to some of the guys from Elite Cycle Imports that came over from Australia and I was their first time there and they're just in awe, blown away by how big that event is. So yeah. it was good to see some of the Euro guys like Kyle Evans from Great Britain, all the Dutch guys, obviously all the French guys. There's probably five or six French guys there. Yeah. And it's good to... More French in the semi than Americans. Wow. Yeah. So it was good to see them finally come over and get involved in it and, and I think that they'll be back because it was... It's just a good event. Yeah, definitely. Well, I have some video here. Should we play the, the men's, men's... We have the men's semis and three mains. Let's do so it. So I figure we can play that, and then uh, we can chat about the men's racing a little bit more. Mm-hmm. That is their set, and the cadence getting ready to go. 
Gate snaps down, front side pull. Here it comes down the track on the inside. Looks like Dean and, oh yeah, Dean. He's got the whole shot. Gonna be Fields. Fields and uh, Day on the punch. They're trying to take it. Looks like we dropped a couple as they take it on down the decision maker. It's gonna be Dean. Dean on the point. He's got Fields running. Oh man, exactly what we wanted to see. Lean, mean Anthony Dean leading the way into that last corner followed by a pack of chase riders. It looks like it's gonna be Connor Fields, Joris Dode, and Amadou Mir sneaking in there and the title chase continues and the gate goes down we saw those lights go off coming down the first straightaway look we're looking for neat coming from the inside but your UCI world champion Corbin Sherrod leading the way out of the first turn neat coming in that two we got Sylvan Andre in that three Trent Jones rounding out that top four and it's gonna be a battle all the way to the finish line oh yeah here they go through that decision maker Sherrod out in a hurry he's not looking back Kimmin and Andre battling it out as they take it out of that final turn coming back home it's gonna be a Sherrod Andre Kimmin and a box ride coming through of Trent Jones taking that fourth place all right gate goes down number one pro action here we go coming down the first straightaway USA chase bicycles in the turn Connor Fields leading the way Anthony Dean in the two Nick Kinman but Joris today is looking to jump up in that three and he does in and out of the Tulsa turn it's gonna be chase bicycles Connor Fields leading the way one more time starting to make a breakaway from the pack Joris making moves oh yeah look at today coming but he's got Dean trying to hold him off in and out of the turn coming back it's gonna go Fields he's get to the line Dean and today you're one, two, three. All right, gate goes down, and looking through the middle of the pack, it's going to be Chase and Anthony Dean into the first corner. Oh, but Sylvian Andre! Sylvian Andre takes the whole shot now. Connor back there in the two, Corbin Shaw in the three, but now we got Joris jumping in the mix. Joris throwing an elbow, and Connor is almost off the track. He saves it. Oh, look at them through the section. Got to have Andre. Here comes Fields trying to pull it back as they bring it in and out. Got more running and gunning as Jones is coming back at you. Got to Andre. Fields coming through Dean and Jones all right here we go gate comes down on the last main event of the night and on the inside for Supercross Anthony Dean Joris oh no big crash in the first turn but Anthony Dean's gonna hang on to the win Connor's gonna play it safe in that too he's already looking back to see where everybody else is Connor knows exactly what he's got to do Anthony wants to take this last one home and it's gonna be Anthony Dean staying smooth Connor hanging on to that second and Neek in that three uh, yeah, as they come on back you gotta have uh, up on the top side Dean gonna go fields he all right, there we go. That's the men's racing. Yeah. I think, uh, like I kind of talked about earlier when I was talking to Connor, I kind of mentioned three standouts for me personally, Connor, Joris, and Anthony. Mm -hmm. I think those guys, they seem from the motos to semis mains, they were winning all their laps. They really seemed to be up front. Yeah. Is there anybody else that was standing? I mean, obviously, there's a few more guys that were pulling too, but those, to me, were the three standouts in my eyes. Yeah, I think, um, obviously, it's probably no secret. Joris kind of got food poisoning or so caught something and was pretty sick. All weekend, so I guess the whole me, chase team did, other than yeah, Connor, because right. they went to dinner separately. But yeah. like, but Joris, uh, the other French guy, what's his name? Gosh, um, Mahu. Yeah, Mahu. Yeah, and the, yeah, the whole crew they were puking. Yeah, so really, I felt that Anthony and Connor were the two standouts. I mean, Connor was, he was, that's that's probably the best I've seen Connor ride ever. I would say he yeah. was he was on fire. Um, I think Anthony. And, I think that's probably the fastest I've Anthony, ever seen Anthony. Anthony go as well. was going really good, and, it, and it's not easy to step into the grands when you're not up for the title, and um, and then rise and still compete at that level like he did. So I thought that was pretty good that yeah. he he battled Connor all weekend, respectfully, never like.
put it in there to interfere with the title. He was pretty respectful of that. But um, definitely was racing for the win on weekend. I think the only one that beat Connor around the track was Anthony. Yeah. I think yeah. that was the only one. Yeah. And pretty, I think Dino really didn't lose a lap either other than that second second main event like we saw tonight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and then, yeah, I mean, obviously that second main we spoke about, I mean, what Connor did to get back on the track was unreal. And But then also on the flip side of that, a lot of people were kind of saying, why didn't Joris finish that move and yeah. get, get himself the title? Yeah. So, yeah. George, George had a really good opportunity. I think he went for it. And he like, I mean, it would have, when you're in that situation, so here's a good question for you, being the title guy, like mm -hmm. w what would be considered dirty or not dirty? I don't think there's... But if, yeah. like if he's going to that corner and you know, okay, the difference in the title is me going in and bumping this guy and not getting the title or absolutely parking him and sending him off the track and I win the title. How much is too much when you're in that situation and what's considered okay? Well, I think that could have been done pretty cleanly to the point where it wasn't like... It, it would have put would have hurt. I don't think you had to park him to the point where I was gonna like punt him off the turn. But Joris definitely could have run it in there harder and held him out to the point where Connor couldn't have got back on the track. Yeah, sent him down the amateur straight completely. And and did, being he, a pro, that's that, like in that situation, like yeah. that's cool. Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm asking you. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's the, like, for it's the situation. All fair game. Well, the situation they were in was whoever beat who got the title. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's and it's not as if Joris went into that that second main with eight points and just was, you know, doing a hail mary. He went in there two three, points behind, points, two yeah. points behind Connor. Yeah. So it wasn't it, at that point on paper. It's not a hail mary. It's just a move to win the. It's win just the title. a move to win yeah. the race, and then it would all. I think it gets a bit questionable when it's a hail mary. Like you're on sixteen points, and you just park someone, hoping that he crashes, and then he wins, and he falls off, and then it's just kind of like. Yeah. But when it comes down to that second main and you yeah. guys are right there, anything goes. I, yeah, I, I was honestly surprised he didn't do it because Joros is someone that I would have seen as he, he's you know he's aggressive and generally makes mm -hmm. makes moves when he needs to. I, I don't want to. He's definitely not dirty, but I would. I, I thought Joros would have finished that because it wasn't even a move that would have been dirty. Yeah. Really. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, and I just ask you because I've never been in that title situation yeah, yeah. and you have, so it's yeah. good to get your opinion on that. You know what I mean? Uh, Neek got on the podium at Grands. Mm -hmm. One thing about the, the men's race and the women's race, which we'll talk about a little bit more in a minute, but there was so many tied points going into the third and final round. Yeah. I mean, just for the men alone, like Connor went in, he went in low with three points. Three. Anthony was, I think, next in line with six, but then we had three guys tied on the podium with nine points each. Yep. So I think it was between Sylvie, Nick, and Joris, and Joris yeah. for that third place overall. So Nick, Nick ended up pulling off in that last round and getting the third place, and we saw a crash in the first turn between a few guys. Mm -hmm. But uh, it was good to see Nick come over, and his brother kicked butt as well. Yeah, and Apro. Yep. So it was good to have them guys in the mix. But um, yeah. yeah. Now, speaking of Apro, here's a little interesting fact and controversy <laughs> that, that probably a lot of people didn't know because of what was or wasn't on the checks. Uh, this is confirmed from your winner of Apro Friday. Apro Friday won $1,900. Yeah. Double A on Friday won $1,000. Yeah, that's... So there's a little interesting fact for you. I don't even understand. Yeah. I mean, I give a lot of props to USA VMAX for that event. I, I thought it was a great event, but I don't understand how that gets under someone's radar. And to I'm just, allow I'm that just to sharing even... the news. That's yeah. all we're doing here. Just that was, that's, a, that's a pretty poor effort on their behalf to let that happen. Yeah. To me, that's just... You're just promoting mediocrity. Like, all right, come race the lesser class and make double the money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I agree on that one. So. I just figured it was a good little, good yeah. little tidbit of information. That, that should never happen. No, so. I would agree. 
I would but agree with that one. It should never happen. Just, just bump up the purse just a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, just bump it up. I don't know. I don't know what and else from to what say I understand, the UCI rule didn't come in on the weekend. Like, it was, everything was waived and yeah, it, it, it didn't have to be equal pay. And It was a UCI race, and that's what I'm not sure on. So, I don't know. Right, but I, I think the rules got waived to the point where they could run it how they wanted to run it. There was no... Yeah, I don't know. For, I don't know for sure, but that's what I believe. Like that's why they were able to do three. The well, that's why they were able to do three mains, and um, chicks were able to do the pro section and that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, so. I don't know the specifics on that one either. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to get the UCI contract on that one. Uh, yes. All right, women's racing. Next up, should we watch the video first and then go jump into it? Yeah, let's do that. All right, this might show the end of the men's semi, so. Just uh, forgive me, it's one big video, so you might see a little of the men's, or men's main event before we get into the ladies. He knows it, it's going to be Kimmy coming on through uh, on the outside of Stancil along with Foresta and the 165 bike of Matilson. Gate snaps down, here we go. Looks like Post trying to get that hole shot because you got Reynolds coming on the inside. Post taking it to the front side. Stancil trying to get there. Got Reynolds coming on up and around as they drive it down that second straightaway. Here comes Post. Oh, look at that nice little nifty jump into turn. Number two past that Tulsa turn as they come on home. It's Post. Here comes. Look out. Taking it through the decision maker. Oh, that's going to be Crane trying to get there. She knows she needs the points. Here comes Post back at you. Oh, man, coming down that last straightaway. We got at least the beast with the massive lead right now. Brooke Crane absolutely going for broke. Unfortunately, it's not going to pan out for her. She was going for that decision maker. Didn't play out, but man, we got a tough... Coming out of gate number seven. Gate comes down. Here we go. Taking it down the track. Looks like Post trying to get there. Oh, she's closing down hard, but it's going to be the 469 by Hernandez. Oh, no. Post goes down in the turn. That's going to throw a wrench at this one. That's huge. As you've got Hernandez coming on back at us. Hernandez on the go. She has got to have the 23 by Costanzo. Here comes Crane. She's going for the decision maker again. She skies it up. She's getting through. Can she pull oh, the line? Oh, 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 wow. How the hold Felicia Stancil now making the move up to the one. Stephanie in the two. Brooke coming onto the podium. But more importantly, you have Elise Post and Lauren Reynolds on the ground. They were up front earlier and they're on the deck. Gate comes down. Here comes Post. Scott Crane on the outside. Hernandez and Reynolds. All for Resta. Getting tied up with Reynolds. Now Crane taking Hernandez up. So Post and Crane getting one and two as they bring it. They got Hernandez on the three spot. Out of Tulsa turn they go. Post down through the rhythms. Now it's Fernandez and Crane going through. You know what? It doesn't matter. Hernandez should have stayed where she was. That third place would have got her the overall, and now she's in the back of the pack. She just lost the win, the main event win right now, and I think this is going to put Sofia Foresta in the overall win right now. At least. All right. So there's a lot of moving and shaking going on, on that on those laps, Sam. Yes. Yes, there was. So we saw was... main event number one. Elise just dominated it pretty much start to finish. Main number two and three is where it got crazy. Yeah. That. Uh... Second main, Elise going down. Well, after the first main, obviously, I mean, obviously Elise was racing Brooke for the title. Um, after the first main, Elise won, Brooke got six. So at that point, you kind of like, all right, title's wrapped up. Pretty much because on paper, at that point, it's hard to win the race if you get a six in the first one. If the yeah. other person just runs consistent laps, but then she went and uh, put it down. And, Took her uh, down in turn one. Yeah. Decided to go for so, the Ocho uh, and mix things up a little yep. bit. 
So now, how was how close was the title going into this? What uh, was, it was the two on? positions? Okay, so, so even to me, to be honest, I didn't even realize it was that close. Yeah. So. So. Um, so I mean, yeah. Basically, Brooke wins. Elise had to get fourth for to lose the title. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they go in second main. Elise hits the ground. And uh, what did Brooke finish on that one? Did she go for the pro section on that one? So then the second main. The second main, yeah, Brooke. Brooke finished did the, the third. Third, she made yeah, it yeah, yeah, made it through the pro section, got third. Yeah. So then, what happened after that was it, it made the situation even worse because I went over to Clayton to see the points, and all there was like five girls. Well, there was Hernandez and. Um, so so let's go through this because this is probably one of the tightest points races I've ever seen in my life yeah. for pro women. You had essentially four riders tied for first place. Yeah. You had three on six and one on seven, but when it's a when it's three main, six and seven are the same points. Right. So you had th four riders tied with six and seven points, and then three riders tied with nine right. points. Right. And which made the situation ten times worse because it was like, if she, Elise went out and had a bad lap in the third one, yeah, she might have, even if she, say, finished third, mm -hmm. but then you put Brooke and um, you put like Hernandez up there. Sophia does well. Yeah, yeah. Something and like all that. of a sudden, Elise would got shuffled back to fourth in the overall, which yeah. then would have been that two, two position buffer. So it was. Uh, it got pretty dicey. She needed to have a good lap at the end, basically. I didn't even realize how <laughs> yeah. tight it was. Yeah. Being in the booth, not being down there, I thought that it was more tied up. I didn't even realize until right now how yeah. tight that race was. Yeah, and it wasn't even necessarily the crash that was the problem. The problem was how jumbled the points got. Yeah, I don't so. think I have ever seen pro racing. Like a main, a three main event that tight going into yeah. the third round. Yeah, it was to see four riders tied right. for the win and three riders tied in that next spot. Mm -hmm. It was crazy. I've yeah. never seen that. Yeah, it was definitely. I, I I got the points off of Clayton, and obviously I didn't tell everything to Elise because you don't want to give them that much information in the moment. But like I I was trying to add up all the scenarios of what could kind of happen because there's so many girls tied on points, and I was like, this is like a freaking algebra equation trying to figure out. If this person got this and that person, because like you're trying to figure out two separate things of yeah. the overall plus the title, that it was like, in the end, I just kind of like threw the piece of paper away and it's like, you gotta win. You just gotta win a lot. You gotta win. <laughs> you need a Danny C there. He would have been yeah, able yeah. to help you out. Yeah. So what do you think about the women jumping the pro section? That being that that track being the pro section mm -hmm. was a little bit smaller. It kind of added in some interesting scenarios. You know it did I mean? because it, yeah, the decision maker was to the point where. It, it was such a gain if they could get through, but I like that they put sand in the middle. Yeah, they I'm had glad to. they did that. Otherwise, I think like six-year-old novices, they would have been going through that because yeah. it would have been faster for a, a six-year-old to pump that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we looked, we looked at it at the start of the week, and I mean, for Elisa, just there was no, there was nothing to gain by jumping it really because she goes and does it, and something happens, she hangs her back wheel up or something, and all of a sudden you're eighth, and yeah, she was she was in the driver's seat. There was nothing for her to gain, but then. I thought it was cool that Brooke, you know, bit the bullet and said, this is my only chance, I'm going to have a crack at it. And, yeah. Um, obviously didn't didn't work out, didn't make it that first run. Oh, she made it. Kind of made she it. She caught air, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> it wasn't, I wouldn't say, faster. Yeah. Um, and then the second, then the last round, they all both went for it, which they had to, and um, which was, made the, it made it exciting. I think, I think for, yeah. for some highlights for me on my end, I... Felicia was going surprisingly fast. Oh, sorry yeah. about that. Felicia was going surprisingly fast, and she she was up up for one of the ones that was up for those wins. Mm -hmm. um, she got a podium on Friday. Did she get second on Friday? Or was it third? 
Uh, second, yeah, she yeah, got she second on Friday. Back to her old form, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I was surprised to see her ride really well. Yeah. And how about one thing for me, even in being in, in announcing that, Hernandez kind of blew it because we were talking about mm-hmm. how she was going in up, up for that pro section. Third main, Hernandez is sitting on three, six points in third. So Hernandez would have stayed there. She would have had the win. Yeah. And instead went for the pro section. Not the sharpest tool in the shed. Got last. Yeah. And ended up, actually, she cut the track, so she would have got a DQ on that one. <laughs> I love how she just subtly, like, missed three jumps and cut the track and then just rolled across the line, like... Yeah. I'll take the four. Yeah, Give four, me a four on that one. Fourth, Jed. Quattro. <laughs> Quattro. Jed. Quattro. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and then also, I thought Lauren rode really well all weekend. Had a big crash on Friday. Good little head slap, yeah, huh? A big old yeah. whiplash. Good thing, but, she, um, good thing she had that uh, that one helmet on. What's that one that, that you always like? That teal D one. Is that the one? Yeah, they seem to yeah. work pretty well. Yeah. Um, yeah, she she rode good all weekend. So I was disappointed for her to not finish up a, with a podium. But, um, yeah, I thought she was riding pretty well. Yeah, she was. She was. Well, that takes care of that side of the sheet. Uh, Sophia Foresta winning the overall. I think in a, in a surprise to her even. She yeah. didn't even know that she won until the podium ceremony was going on. Yeah. But... That's three mains. Yeah. You know? And that's what happens when you race three mains. Is you don't have to win one. All you have to do is be the most consistent mm-hmm. one when the chaos is going on around you. Yeah. And uh, I think it was, it was exciting for Sophia. She's a super nice girl. Putting her, she's going through college at the same time. So she probably walked away with more money than she was ever dreaming of making that yeah, weekend. Yeah. And uh, probably just some really good motivation for her to win a big pro race like that. For sure. Yeah, yeah. it's cool to see. I think Nick had the quote of the night. When when we got back to the hotel, we told Nick that Sophia won, and he's like, "She did? Did she did she say sorry to everyone?" <laughs> <laughs> She's just she probably did actually. Like, I think she probably apologized. Went, I'm sorry for winning, Elise. Like, yeah. if you want this, you can have it. I'll it's give just, it away. Yeah, so polite all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then uh, we already talked about Elise crashing a little bit, so she took the spill, but she got back up, finished strong, and Elise winning the title. Makes her now, what is it, the winningest rider in USA BMX history? Yeah, so I would presume she would probably have the most pro wins. Um, we'll have to get Gork on that to put out the girls' overall wins. But I'm pretty sure she'd have the most wins, but she definitely has the most uh, titles. Most pro wins? I would say or, so. That's Boys impressive. and girls. Yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. I would, yeah, that's I would think cool. she would. So. so leading into that, should we, should we bring Elise on and chat with her a little bit? May as well. All right. Come on in. The champ, we need like that Rocky thing. Yeah. Like, the champ is here. Champ is here. Yeah. <laughs> Big deep voice for me. Perfect. What's up, Elise? How are you doing? I'm good. I'm tired. Yeah, I bet. I'm tired. I was in the car with this guy. Heck of, a long, here, yeah. heck of a long trip, huh? Yeah, we got a little delayed today, but it's okay. It was fun. Um, yeah. We stayed and watched amateurs and everything. Losing the voice, as you can tell, just a little bit. Just cheering everybody on. Yeah, it was fun. Um, and I uh, stayed and uh, handed some stuff out during the mains uh, on Saturday night to some of the kids, and that was fun. But a lot of running around back and forth because I was trying to watch some with these guys all the way up in the top stands and yeah. then sprint back down to the finish line and give some stuff away, run back up. So it was a. You are the people's champ. <laughs> trying to be. Yeah. Trying to be. Yeah. yeah. So first of all. Massive congratulations on that title, like you heard sitting on the couch in the live studio. Uh, what, is, what does it mean to you to be the winningest pro in USA BMX history? Or winningest rider, I guess, taking home yeah. more cups than everybody else. So not just pro, like the most winningest rider in USA BMX history. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I just, I, I guess I never really looked at it that way. And with, when they were saying that, it was kind of, yeah, kind of set in like, that's, that's pretty, I mean, I've been racing pro, well, 
my whole, okay, I've been racing pro since I was 15, so a lot of pro cups, a lot of pro races, done a lot of stuff, but then all the amateur titles mixed in there as well, like, I've been racing, I added up, that was my 20th straight year in Tulsa at the Grand Nationals. No way, 20, that was my 19th, and I'm a yeah, fair bit older than you. I know. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, so I didn't race two of them, but I was there. Yeah. So just, I guess that's what I've grown up in, you know, that's... Yeah, me that's, too. Yeah, what, uh, home to me, and it was pretty cool to, I guess, seal the deal and write your name in the history books a little bit, and I guess now we'll just, not too old yet, so still got a little bit more in the tank and see how far we can take it and wait for some other little young gun to come through and... I guess take that over, but it's uh, pretty cool to have that little piece of history and your name on the wall. Uh, I think you got plenty more cups in front of you. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> yeah. With this guy, hopefully he's been he's put a good good start for 2017. So uh, we got we got some work to do and keep uh, adding to the trophy room. Keep rocking and rolling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, so, what is what would you say? How does this title rank compared to the other six, five? The pro titles? Yeah. The other nine total, whatever it is. <laughs> well, keep track. Okay, let's, let's, let's touch, no, let's touch base here. He was like, no, it's only eight, because two of those were go cruiser titles. Oh. <laughs> cruiser <laughs> titles definitely don't count. But I think, uh, they, I think they, they have a little asterisk next to them. Okay. Like, like A for effort? Yeah. <laughs> but the USA VMAX guy said a guy that wasn't racing it uh, couldn't make the rules, so... Yeah, there you he go. He wasn't even That's in the true. country, so he can't make the rules. But, um, yeah, it's uh, as far as the pro titles go, I guess every year obviously has its special meaning um, or what was good about that year. But this year, was it was really good because um, I, I put a post up today about it too. Like just the year did not start how a lot of years start, and I feel like every year I've got some wound sob story adversity thing. But this, this year is definitely like lack of motivation, sponsorship like I was crashing wasn't racing it just did was not starting right you know and um Brooke got off to a great start and had a bunch of wins early on in the season and um I had a lot of work to do at the end of the season and it was cool to have Sam in my corner and obviously the training group and everybody around us but just kind of him in particular didn't doubt when it wasn't going right. It was just like, okay, you're going to pull it together when you need to. Let's, you know, let's mm -hmm. start doing this. And, you know, before the world, I, I kind of got all my sponsors settled and got, got a team behind me and kind of felt that belief in the system again and that people were still behind me after a good 2016. And then, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was just cool to see the turnaround after all the, pieces to the puzzle and the chaos kind of settled in. It was like just an upward trend all year long. And I would say I was probably riding the fastest I've ever ridden at the Grands this year. And I was, it's cool to cap off a, a season that didn't start how you wanted it to, ending it really strongly with obviously my first world title, a record-setting USA championship, and obviously the national championship. All those things added up. You know, when you look back on paper, it was awesome, and then capped off with a Golden Crank uh, Pro of the Year award. Yeah. That was pretty cool. That so is pretty cool. It was uh, yeah, arguably the best season yet. You take out that uh, silver medal last year, and uh, this is probably the best one. So That's pretty cool. Yeah. So, um, let's see. What did I have on here? 
do you feel like you're, I guess you, you kind of, to be honest, you kind of went through most of the questions I had for you here. Yeah. Uh, I'm good at that. <laughs> you, you said you feel you're in the best shape that you have been now with Sam, now that Sam's coaching you. What is, what is that relationship like being that your, your soon to be husband is your coach? And I know I work with my wife at the track and I know sometimes that relationship can be a little bit difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, how is that relationship with you guys and how do you manage that? Because I'm sure there's times when just say, for instance, if I was your coach and I told you to do something you might listen to me a lot different or give him more attitude because he is your hus- your future husband. Yeah, I think like he's that. the MVP for dealing with me <laughs> yeah. with all that. Um, no, it's been good. He, uh, he He's willing to say what I don't want to hear and mm-hmm. not have a regret about saying it. So he's that's a straight good. shooter. Yeah, real straight shooter. Mm-hmm. Shoots him straight. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think uh, I think the cool thing about it was it was just such a and I said this about the worlds too it just felt like such a, like a team environment and team effort and I guess that just built all year long and the training group and everybody together collectively made improvements and it was just awesome I guess to just I guess see his coaching hat improve and not only just me but with these other riders and that and um, I think it got better and better as the year went on and. You just got to learn to really be good at switching the hats of role. Um, here I'm fiance, here I'm athlete, here I am angry girlfriend or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. It Crazy was, girlfriend, angry girlfriend, they're all a little bit crazy. Whatever. Right? No yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was definitely, I think, interesting dynamic, but it's been, um, I think, a learning curve on both ends because he's. Not, it's not like he's this long-time coach or anything yeah. that's, you know, spend all this time, like, setting his ways, doing this or that. He's been learning how he wants to approach things and tell people how to do things as well. And so that's kind of all improved as the year has gone on. And I think the coolest thing is, how, how, like, just before saying how nervous he gets watching and stuff. Like, I remember, you know, watching him race and feeling that way. Just, you know, I'd finish, watch the lap. And it's way harder when you're not in control. But I have a really hard time picturing him being that, you know, USA BMX dad, a finish line, like, He's a factory dad, yeah. for sure. factory dad, Sam. Yeah, so I have a hard time picturing that, so if anyone wants to film him one of these times, I'll, I'll gladly watch that. But, yeah, so it's definitely been, been cool to see that relationship and dynamic grow with not just me, but every all the riders this year. Yeah, well, Sam, I know you got a lot more insight on this situation than I do. <laughs> what, just with... Which oh. is the whole deal. Like, yeah. What, think, do you, what do you want to add to this or questions that you want to ask or maybe good questions that lead into something else? Yeah, I think, no, just from your question to her, like, from my side, it's it, it's been fun because Elise is, like, Elise is kind of, like, the to toot her horn a little bit, but she's, like, the ultimate package to work with in that she's athletic, she's, but more so the way she approaches racing. Like, she doesn't, she doesn't really feel pressure. Um, or at least she doesn't. She doesn't show that she feels pressure. So, you, for me, it's it's pretty easy to to try to work with her in that. I'm. It's just a constant experiment. You just see how far you can push her, really, because she's she's so talented and um, and has such good work ethic that I think that people don't realize how hard she does work and mm-hmm. um, and the amount that. So it's been fun for me this year just to because I've always been in the in the background kind of we would train together or around each other with you know different coaches over the years or but we're always training separate so I would just watch from the background and then I was obviously pretty tunnel visioned on my own thing. As you had to be in your situation. <laughs> um, so now it's kind of just like 
All right, this is, it's almost like the ultimate athlete that you can just experiment with and see how far you can, you can push. And that's what's been fun this year is just trying to add a little bit of some different stuff into her game. And rather than just approaching Elise like a lot of people have in the past of, oh, she's just, she's talented, she'll be fine. And, and it's easy to fall into that trap because she is so talented. I've tried to, I guess we've tried to just push her a little bit more. Not everything's worked, but um, I think we've managed to get a little bit more out of her. And um, but for me, that I, because I'm so fresh out of the game, and I was saying this to Anthony even on the weekend, like I admire how he and Elise both went into this weekend, and they just they executed every time they got on the gate. And that's I think that's something that you, you take for granted as a spectator when you see someone or like Connor, what Connor did on the weekend, he showed up to the Grands Up for a title and, and he executed every lap he went out there and that's, that's, and that's, that's, that's a really hard thing to do. With the, with the yeah. level of pro riders to yeah. be able to get, and it's not like they're doing like one round qualified of mains, mm -hmm. it's you're doing three motors, your quarters, your semis, and then three mains that are very high pressure and be able yeah. to get on there and be able to go three for three yeah. day in, day out. It's, it's very difficult to do. For sure. You're yeah, talking so. about getting a perfect gate three times in a row. Yeah. Perfect lap three times in a row. Yeah. With yeah. hours in between. Yeah. And it's yeah. not even necessarily being perfect, but just being, you know, just doing what's right for the situation. And that's what I felt like Anthony did every time he got on the track. And that's what I felt like Elise did every time she got on the track was... <laughs> Yeah, except for one main, but, um, so yeah, it, yeah. I think that it's kind of cool though, because it's probably easier for him to relate to me because we have kind of been around each other a lot in some aspect of the training and know each other so well, but I kind of cut from the same cloth in the mentality and how to approach it. So, I mean, we do things a little bit differently and, you know, how it's done, but the mentality when it comes to race stays the same. Mm -hmm. So it's probably good communication on yeah. what needs to be done and like what I'm thinking or what he's thinking. It's, it's pretty simple really. And, um, that yeah, it, it shows when it comes to the night, like it's funny though, because even, you know, after that crash on Saturday night, you know, I don't know if he's ever really been around me that much during like a situation like that. Like he was feeling pressure. Right. And he's just like thinking, calm down Elise like because I was mad like I yeah. was mad that that happened I was mad at myself for doing that and like pushing the issue you know I'm smarter than that and you know just just mad in general and he's like I thought I thought you were about to just throw everything away and be pissed off and just not do anything <laughs> and just like just you know yeah. see the other side of it but um yeah I think just coming from that same mentality it's easy to experiment with the training side of things and see what's gonna click I guess yeah. Because he can refer and give insight from what he did as well. Yeah, for sure. For and sure. I think it's fun with Elise because you, you can exp she's so good at showing up and executing on the day that you, there's no, you don't have to worry about a mental block really. Like some, some people you can work with. And, and I was like that a bit later in my career. Like I had, I was doing a lot of things on my own or obviously we were training a bit together. And, um, but I had so much going on in my head that it was hard for me to, have a clear mind and execute, whereas with Elise, I can try to carry some of that other baggage of, you know, thinking about the training, thinking about how everything's going to line up leading up to a big event like the Grands, and then just let her go and do what she's good at in showing up with a smile on her face and getting everything out of herself, which is, um, so it's, that, and then that's fun to see, like you've seen at the Worlds and pretty much every race in the back half of the year. Well, it seems like it's a perfect combination. It's working out pretty dang well, huh? I think so. We'll, we'll we'll keep 
we'll keep him around for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Don't blow it, coach. Yeah. I'm highly paid, so I'll be around for a bit longer. Okay, good. Yeah. Good. Good bonus deals with this title. Yeah, yeah. This one was a big one for me. Yeah. Sweet. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I think that that's actually a really good thing. Like, I've talked to a lot of people about that lately, and like, it, like on the weekend, like a few people, and obviously myself too, like, why would I, you know, why would you push the issue? Like the race was practically wrapped up after like the first main or, mm -hmm. or whatever. Like, why would you push the issue? But like, I think because I've been in that position so many times now where it's, you know, title, like it's almost like, yes, I'm thinking about it. And that in the back of my mind, yes, that's what I'm there for. That's what I want to do. You got to know your competitors. Yes. I made decisions on, you know, after practice, not feeling like the pro section was a hundred percent go mm -hmm. for me. Just decided, you know, I'll do what I need to if I need to, you know, yep. but I'm going to play it smart here. But, you know, I think being in that situation that many times, I almost am more focused on just the race, you know, like yep. I want to win. Like I knew, like I knew I was going fast there. I knew I should be able to lead to the first turn from anywhere on the track, even though it was hard to get to get there so I, I pushed the issue I wanted to get there I wanted to just be the best me so more focused on the race I guess gotcha. and then per se the the big picture which is I think why you got a little bit nervous for a minute there probably like hey let's remember what we're doing here, you know but, <laughs> race is uh, awesome the title is re even better let's yeah, make sure we win that too. exactly so no but then it, it comes down to it and that and that third main I knew you know it's just like any other race you go to it's one lap let's go you know I was in towards the inside on that one um, with lane two and just executed what we needed to. That cool. was good. There you mm. go. That's, that's everything yeah. I have. Unless you got anything else. That's everything I've got. Cool. Well, one thing, uh, one thing I wanted to show that we hadn't yet is I do have some of the NAG5 races in there too. So I figured it'd be cool to play that. We yep. could go over the amateur races real quick. I don't think we need to go over all the amateur ones, but I like the NAG5 because it, it is so much pressure. Highlights all have, of them. Yeah. Exactly. You kind of have the best of the best. So let's check that one out. We got the women's and men's. Got Armstrong on the inside next to Ridnauer, so we'll see. But Colby's been having just some power coming at you with that World 4. And here the battle is. Got Armstrong. Oh, losing a couple on the outside. Colby powered on up in front of Armstrong as they take it on at you. Got to have Colby. Armstrong bringing it one and two. That's got to be more. Oh, Armstrong going for broke, sliding out. Here we go. It's a slobber knocker, Tyler. Oh, my gosh. What a race. This is what it's all about now. Five USA BMX. Who wants it? The race isn't over yet, though. We got Throwdown Colors trying to chase her all the way down the line. This one's coming to the finish line, Kevin. We can't, Lexi Colby, hang on to it at the line. Oh wow! At the stripe. That was going to be Colby and Morin for Throwdown taking it right to the line. All right, guys, gate goes down, and we're looking for double cross colors coming out of the inside, or out of the middle. Everybody's getting met pedals, and Picardo, big upset taking this one for him. This is huge if he can hang on to this. Billy Russell on the outside looking to make something happen. Look for the throwdown, boys, in that three and four, but Picardo's hanging on to it. Can he stay smooth through this section? No! Oh, it's Russell. Picardo goes down as he hits big, bad Billy Russell on the go. BBK, Bryce Patton on that two spot. Is it come home? It's Russell. There we go. There were snipers in full effect on that ladies' lap. Was. Huh? Yeah, those uh, they were both both classes were going for it there, which was good to see. So I love the NAC Five Challenge. Yeah. It's such a cool race because you take the best of the best amateurs and put them in, and now instead of prizes, they got cash up for grabs. Yeah. So you're really going to see, I think, who your possible future pros are. Yeah, yeah. I think that would be. I know the yeah. No, that wouldn't work. Don't worry about it. 
Um, cool. <laughs> yeah, we saw we saw Lexis Colby out of Arizona. She yeah. rocked that women's main, taking it start to finish. She looked good all weekend long. I think she just missed winning her classmate at Grands. Like got past like right at the line as well. Yeah. If I remember correctly, and then uh, a good battle between Bacardo and Billy Russell. A bad boy. Yeah, yeah. I think Bacardo got out front, and this was probably the biggest main that he had ever led at this point of his racing career. Yeah. And he just got in a little moment where it was like, oh my gosh, I'm winning, I'm winning, I gotta go, I gotta go, I yeah. gotta go. And just pushed through a pro section a little bit too much, but he's and he, young. did he bust his shoulder up when he did that? Yeah, 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 he blew his shoulder up, so he wasn't able to race the next yeah. day, which is unfortunate. But I know that kid; he uh, he'll be back for more. But I was super excited if Anthony couldn't win to see Billy Russell take the win and also go on to win his classmate event right. as well. How far off would have he been from winning the amateur title on ride account? Picardo or uh, Russell? Russell. I I think that Billy Russell was up there, but it was all I don't know. I don't know the exact ride account. Yeah, Someone somebody, Crane. realistically, Crane had to not not win because yeah. he came in pretty far ahead and had a really good rider count. Yeah. 13X this year was, I think, one of the bigger classes. Okay. So uh, then so, Bryce Batten was another one that was looking really good in both the NAC 5 and, and his class race as well. So I wonder if the bad boy will go pro now. I don't know. That's what I'm kind of hoping to see. Yeah. I mean, if you win NAC 5... Straight oh, to elite. Word, word I on, like it. I like it. on the street is he's going straight elite. So I like it. He went to the whole shot challenge. He threw an elbow in front of one of the double A's. He's like, I can just get straight in there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So Billy Russell might be straight straight elite. You know what? Good on him if he wants to. Go for it. Yeah. I think that would be cool to see. Billy's uh, he's talented. Yeah. He's pretty good. So. He, he's been in the sport for a long yeah. time. He's a big guy. Yeah. And that size is going to play to his advantage. So. Yeah. It's not going to be an easy step there. That's, a, that's quite a... Quite a leap from 19 to 27 to elite. Yeah, but, but I'm ready to see, to see somebody see. jump in and yeah. have a crack at it. Yeah, yeah. Because we sure. haven't really had that in a couple of years. Mm -hmm. So uh, regard, I think if he goes A pro, he'll still probably race elite at some events. Yeah. That's probably the smartest thing to do is kind of do dabble in both. But if he wants to jump in and have a crack at it, well, good on him. Yeah. yeah. And we had some people in the chat room talking about a 12-year-old jump in the pro section. So funnily enough, he happens to be uh, from Australia. Yes. So uh, we are going to call young Tommy Tucker. This guy, well, Sam's getting him on the phone. This was super cool because I didn't really know who this kid was. I think we're we're in the main, we're in the hotel with Sean. Me and Sean stayed together, and we were watching the mains on our laptop. And I see this kid go from third in eleven twelve open. Yeah. Does the pro section and wins the freaking rock. Yeah. Twelve years old. And he, I think he's like a, he's a, like a six-time world. We'll ask him, but he's won the worlds a bunch and pretty talented kid. And but the cool thing about Tommy is he's also Super, like I met him on the weekend. I've known him for a few years being on Redline and stuff, but didn't know him that well. But he's a, yeah, him and his dad are super humble kids. You know, sometimes, you know, a 12 year old out there jumping, jumping the pro section, passing all the other kids, you, you hope that he can. He's like, Sam, you want my autograph? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, super humble kid and uh, definitely got a bright future. So, cool. Let's give we'll a shout. Get him on. Hopefully he answers and doesn't big dog us. We'll yeah. see if he's really humble or not. Your call cannot be completed as dialed. Please oh, bummer. He gave us a fake number. He gave Tommy big dog us and gave yeah. us a fake number. Let's try again. We'll give it one more crack. The anticipation is rising. <laughs> the suspense for Tommy Tucker. Waiting to see if it works. Bum, bum, bum. It's not looking good. There we go. We got a ring. 
Tommy. You're, you're on the air on Cafe Willoughby Show. You're here with Tyler Brown and myself. Hey, what's up? Not too much. We, uh, we were just talking about you boosting the pro dubs and, and passing all them 12-year-olds on Friday night. And then uh, I believe you did it from, from the front on Saturday as well. Oh, yeah, it worked pretty well. Yeah. Pretty, uh, you, were the, you were the talk of the town. I know there's a few, uh, few team managers out there wanting to, uh, wanting to know all about Tommy Tucker. Yeah, just kind of look at my options and see what she's doing at the moment. Yep. Just tell them to call your manager. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, is, this is, you, you've been to the Grands a few times, haven't you? Second. Yep. And uh, and then you've uh, how many times have you won the worlds now? Um, I've won five times on twenty inch and once on cruiser. Nice. Sam says the cruiser doesn't count though. Yeah, we only count the twenty inch. Yep. Yeah. Right, but, <laughs> but you like how he separated it. He knew yeah. you. He goes, I won five on twenty, and then I did the slim little cruiser one on the side too. But I did do five on twenty. He didn't go, oh, I'm six time world champ. Yeah, yeah. You're a pretty, pretty humble fella. It's good, good to see you, Tommy. So, so where do you, you, you live in Brisbane, right? Or the Gold Coast? Yeah, I live at Brisbane. Yeah. And where, where do you ride mostly at home? We're trying, to, we're trying to get a grasp on how a 12-year-old shows up at the Grands with all that pressure in the biggest building in the world and just decides, I'm just going to boom the pro dubs. Like track, Pine Rivers BMX a bit, and I train at Fleming Sports Complex or Supercross Track. Yep. Every Monday night, and do a big jump there. So do you? And I just recently built the dirt track in my backyard. I've nice. been learning to jump there too. So do you? Uh, you, you jump the the pro straight at Sleeman, the Supercross Track. Well, you have to be fortunate to do that. I wish I could. But <laughs> they won't let you. Nope. You should. Why don't you just come out of the turn and say I just went the wrong way and boom it? I've uh, already tried that. <laughs> uh. So Tommy, what did you think of the track and the in the grands? Being that this is your second time, what do you think of the track this year? Um, I love the track. It's always explodes so nicely, and um, also the pro like it was really cool to be able. To have that chance to have a shortcut track by doing the first day and being able, being able to win by that much. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, so you don't have to give us all your secrets, but how does a how does a twelve year? I know that everyone's coming up to me going, "Who is Tommy Tucker? What does Tommy Tucker do? What what's a week in the life of Tommy Tucker? What do you what do you do in a week? You don't have to give all your secrets, but tell us. I know you ride the bike a lot, and that's that's very important for people coming up and everyone gets a bit carried away with training these days but I know you spend a lot of time on your bike and riding tracks and dirt jumps in your yard so give us a bit of a rundown of what a week looks like for you. Um, well, I go to school every day and sit there bored as. <laughs> I ride, just ride. Um, I go to personal training once a week. Normally I race most of the weekends I race at an open day. Yep. And then I just ride 
That's great. Great to hear. It's good to hear you race every week. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, Tommy, you seem to have made a big name for yourself in the USA after this weekend. What's next for you, champ? Training up for the national titles next year and the national series back over in Australia. Just getting all that done and maybe doing a national round over here at the start of the year, maybe. Yep. Awesome. Well, we look forward to seeing you back over here again, mate. It's, uh, I keep wanting to ask you all these questions about what's next, but then I remember that you're 12. And <laughs> <laughs> so it's, uh, I think just keep, keep going along as you're going. All right, mate, have a safe trip home, and uh, we will chat to you again hopefully soon when you come over here. All right, thanks for guys. All right, man, catch you later. See ya. All right, Sam, so that brings us towards the end of the show. We've got one segment left. It's time to fork some stuff. It's shit. time to fork some stuff. I already took care of the S squared square up in the beginning of the show. I was you and me for a little bit. So oh, yeah? I don't know if you saw that. I didn't see it. No, you. Oh, there's one more amateur man we need to cover? Which one? Oh, yeah, Cruiser. 46 to 51 Cruiser. Is it? 46 to 50? I don't know. But. Cruiser counts. The great. Cruiser, cruiser counts when you're above 40? Oh, definitely counts for Jay. Okay, okay. Definitely counts for Jay. The great Jay. I think he went into turn two in around fifth. No, yeah. He did before. Well, this is the confidence of the man. He. <laughs> I'm in, sitting in the pits with him, he comes out, he hands me his handy cam and he goes, fill my lap. If I'm not in the lead, I'm going for the pro. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and sure after enough, after he crashed, he's already crashed on it in practice. And let me tell you, the Expo Center erupted when the 99. Let me tell you, my couch at home erupted. Yeah. I was watching, I was screaming. It was unbelievable. When I watch him in the back, and then all of a sudden I see him make a right-hand turn, and I'm like yelling at Cass, like, look, he's going for it, he's going for yep. it. And the dude pulled it off. It, now, it, was it, wasn't, it, it wasn't pretty. It was pretty enough. It was pretty enough. Yeah. Jay, Jay got a little, he tweaked it a little bit, and then he, he had to use every ounce of them tries and buys to get over that second one, but he, he, got, it, he got it over there. He got it over there. It went from what? You said fifth? I reckon he was fifth. fifth. First. He was fifth because I think Dupreet went under him and I was like, don't get in his way. He's got a plan. And sure enough, Jay pulled through. What a legend. So, what a legend. We might have to find that video for next week and just play it for you as one of our it, highlights yeah. of the Grands. Yep. Yes. All, All right, right. So anyway. So the back to the fork in the section. Fork in its segment. Um, if you guys have any that you want, um, we'll start off with our first one that somebody just sent in. I've got a few as well. In here. Scooters at the Grand. Oh, my God. Well, there's a flip side to this. You want to fork them? Or? I'll let you go. What, what's your flip side? Because I had a flip side, but you're flipping it, so well, I don't know I if I'm going to be able to flip your flip. I have a friend that, uh, oh, Fritz, Fritz Alicious. Oh, yeah. He, he talked to me, too. This is my flip. So this you're is gonna, your yeah. flip. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll fork him because they're annoying. But I know one guy that's not going to fork him. Sam's going to tell it right here. Well, they are great for the industry, I'll tell you. He sold a lot of scooters on the weekend. Fritz was making stacks over there slinging yeah, scooters. And yeah. he told me, he said, slinging scooters. Every time one of those little scooters hits me in the ankles, he's like, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> Fritz is over there taking his scooter money all the way to the bank, just laughing at everybody that gets ran into by one of those guys. I must say it was super refreshing on Saturday night when you could go down there 
and it was blocked off to everyone and you could just sit and like for me just to be able to get to these guys to try to help them like trying to and not try to get ran over wheeling around there trying to dodge scooters all weekend it was but i mean those kids are having a blast i just think there would be it would be nice if they could like somehow police it a little bit but i don't know how you're gonna do that so i got the luxury of where my 316 racing pit was to be parked right next to a company that makes scooter jumps and rails yeah so it was fantastic because i had the scooter skate park next to my team pits so, so i'll fork it just for that yeah. good on you fritz for making some cash on that one but i'm gonna fork that one yeah i'm gonna fork scooters all right so next up here's a good one lane gainer starting fights at the finish line yes yes fork lane gainer I'm gonna, I'm gonna fork the dude. Yeah, that was that was a dumb fight. And here, here's why. Because, and I don't even know if it's just so much the race or, but just in general, because I watched him go to that Wisconsin pro am and ghost ride his bike in the main event and everybody. And we always joke back and forth like, oh, there needs to be more fights in BMX. That's yeah. cool. But the dude made a pass and made the main. So Lane Gaynor ran his bike into the guy. Lane crashed himself. While trying to take the other guy out, yeah, and then they started dumb. a fight at the finish line, at the grands, in front of all the kids while pro racing is going Yeah, on. that's dumb, in front of all the kids like that. Yeah, so. Yeah. Fork that. Yeah. Taking your bike in the bathroom to take a dump. Fork that. Actually, I used to do that. I'm not going to fork it, because that's what I do every time. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not taking my bike and leaving it somewhere. But now, as a non-racer, it's annoying when you're trying to get in the bathroom and everyone's got their bikes laying everywhere. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. I bet. No. If, if you're going to go into the bathroom with your bike, Nicely hang it up on, um, up against the wall against everybody I'll else. Just walk to the toilet, or you can do that too. I ain't walking. Mm. I got a bike for a reason, yeah, man. Um, let's see. Let's Six thirty a.m. practice. <laughs> yeah, that's gotta go. We can fork the six thirty a.m. Yeah. practice. So here's the thing: pro racing happens in two rounds on the race of champions. If you can kind of run it whenever you want, essentially, it doesn't affect the overall run time of the show. Give the pros the option. Hey, option one. You can run a practice at 6.30 a.m. Option two, we're going to start you at 10 a.m. Mm -hmm. First round at 10. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, Elise so, went for the pro section at 7 a.m. <laughs> 5 a.m. California Here's time. a good chance to talk about this Motley thing. So the Motley thing... I don't even know what it is. So I think, correct me in the chat room if I'm wrong, but there was a guy on Cruiser, he rode for Yes, and he got run off the track, and he could have clearly could have stopped... But he just rolls up the turn. I do know this one. I'm going to force the heck out of that guy. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so I actually found that video is on that, Facebook is and that, shared it. Is that the right story that I'm telling? I don't know. I hope not, because I thought that Motley dude was cool. But that cruiser race is that the, yeah, I don't know. super That's, cheap. But let's just talk about the cruiser race. Okay, so yeah. the cruiser race. So, I said, did you see the video? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so these dudes are going through the rhythm section. One dude, they kind of bump. One dude goes off the track, and instead of turning here, he just runs straight up the turn and takes everybody out. Completely just takes everybody yeah. out. Yeah. Total jerk. Yeah, he just went up and he stopped on the turn. Like, literally yeah. just like... He, but the worst part, he didn't even ghosty his bike. He ghosted himself. Like, he was a full-on suicide bomber going into that turn. Like, he uh -huh. just rode straight in front of him and just kind of stopped there until everybody ran into him. I thought I might have had the... Uh, I seen it. It's on Facebook. I shared the video on my Facebook. Okay, so yeah. if you want to see it, go to my Facebook page, and I shared that video. Yeah, he's last year's national number one cruiser. It was uh Yeah, that's the right story. Yes, yes, that's right. <laughs> yes, 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 that's the one. It's correct. So I think we got the right story. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Yeah, that was lame, man. 100% uh, lame. I will fork that right now. I'll, I'll fork, fork it. That. All right. Decision makers over big pro sections. 
So we've seen big pro sections where it's berm, at, uh, sorry, at the grands. Okay. We've seen big pro sections where it's berm jumps, it's crazy, it's hard to get through. But the last two years have been fairly easy, and we've seen younger kids taking it. So I'm not talking about all races, I'm talking about grand specifically, mm -hmm. decision makers over big pro sections. Yeah, I, I think that's better. Which decision one? makers. Yeah. I, I'll, I won't fork this one either. Because I think Grands is, although it's a big pro race, there's obviously a lot of amateurs, and it made for the amateur racing really exciting. I think it makes the pro racing exciting as well, because to me that that pro section, it was as a spectator, you watch it, it was still exciting to see them going over big jumps, but it was to the point where something like what happened with between Connor and Joris, Connor could get back on the track and he could still make the section. Yeah. Nothing worse than watching pro like. Some years those berm jumps and you watch four of the eight guys grab brakes and roll through and the race yeah. is spread out. Like, it looks terrible. Yeah. So I think that's one thing USABX do really good. They build the tracks reasonably, you know? And I think it made just such exciting racing because, like, from pretty much 13, 14 on, you were looking at, like, oh, who's going to go left? Who's going to go right? And mm -hmm. it made for some really cool racing. So yeah. I'll leave that one. Um, yeah, George, we know that's what we were saying. It, George commented and said, you start at 10, no warm-up. I think that's what we're saying as an option. Just give the pros the option either, hey, if you want to practice, you can at 6.30. We're going to start at 10. I'm guessing the pros, for the most part, would ditch their practice to be able to start at 10 a.m. versus practice at 6.30 a.m. Yeah, So that's up to you guys. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. Um, cool. I had a couple more that our friend from Australia sent, so let me just pull them back up. Um, retro bike racing. Like at the Grands? Yeah. Fork it. it yeah, I'll, I'll fork it. Unless it would be like a demo between rounds at Pro Spectacular like they do at the side hacks. I think it's cool. Like I've seen they had like a little like kind of museum. Thing yeah, they always do that. Showing them off. Like that, that's fine. But the thing of a retro BMX bike, it's not like... I think the thing's going to break. A, a, if someone like a modern day pro got on it and tried to do what they do now on it, it's going to break. Yeah. And B, it's not like a retro car where like you're hearing the noise of an old style motor or something like Mm -hmm. I don't know, it doesn't really, I don't know, it doesn't do much for me, but... Yeah, I think, um, keep it in the museum, keep it in the museum. The carbon belt drive... We've already said this about 13 times. Yeah, we've already, no, it, well, it's been approved by the UCI for 2018, and he's asking if we'll fork it again. <laughs> <laughs> Let's fork sticking a fork in the same thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um... Uh, should vets have to do the pro section? Yeah, sure. We'll do it all day long, whatever. Especially next year. Let's make every vet race. I, I like the decision section maker. Mentor. I like the decision maker for everyone. It's, it's good to watch. It, that's it's it's exciting to watch. Yeah, we'll do, we can do vets do pro section next year though. If we want. James Palmer. I want vets to do the supercross hill next year. Let's do that. Supercross Super hill. Yeah, the super you want to go track. back to the supercross hill in the vet class? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be riveting to watch. Yeah. That'd be sweet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the second time I've heard that term tonight. Um, Connor said it earlier. War of attrition. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Any other ones? James Palmer missing the grands to do a photo shoot. <laughs> Fought that. You know what? I spoke to James, and he's just not ready. He's just got to do some training. His coach was there. Yeah, his, co his coach was there. His coach <laughs> is having him train back home. Fought the coach going, but the athlete not. Hey, well, at least he repped my track. So. Oh, speaking. Oh, uh, yeah. Speaking of that, the word athlete, Kans has asked that we fork the word athlete. Okay. He said, can we go back to being called riders? And I agree. Fork calling them athletes. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that. We're, we're BMX racers. We don't have to be athletes. Well, I mean, 
let's, 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 I mean, they're athletic, but there's nothing worse than, yeah, I'm here with uh, four athletes. I'm here with my athlete. <laughs> nah, man, you're here with your BMXer. Just don't forget what we are. We're BMXers. Yeah. We're BMXers. Um... That's, yep. all, that's all I got. You got anything else? That was the end of my uh, what about, my fancy little sheet here. What about your farewell tour, T? You didn't talk about that. Well, you weren't even here. What am you I going to talk just... to myself about it? Like, so, Tyler, what did you think about this? Yeah, you should have. You should have done a third-person interview. That would have been super awkward. I can't <laughs> talk about myself. So how was it, T? Last lap. Um, it was Well, my last lap was a complete letdown because I just about got sent over the first turn. Yeah. Yeah, so I was a little well, bit It worked out good. That. You got to do a little parade lap. Yeah, yeah, a little show for the fans. Yeah. Uh, you know what? It was kind of funny because... I didn't think anything of it until right before first first moto on the last day. It was then it was kind of it hit me all of a sudden when I was warming up. I was like, "Dang, this is my last lap as, as a double A pro." Did you tear up when you went across the line after throwing the gloves out? No, I didn't really tear up because I'm not really a cry guy. Yeah. Um, but it definitely it was it was a uh, more emotional than I thought because yeah. for me my retirement's weird in the respect that. I'm already well into my what's next stage. Right. Like I've been planning that for years. The only reason I haven't retired sooner is because I, I just like racing. Yeah. And I'm not going to go back to amateur. And right. so I just like racing. So I've raced these last few years until I was able to turn vet. And I enjoy, no matter how much all you double A's kicked my butt the last couple of years, I just have fun getting in the gate and going yeah. around the track. And um, so I, I won't lie though, it really kind of was a surreal feeling before that first moto on Saturday to kind of mm-hmm. go like, dang, this is it. Because it was my dream when I was a little kid to be able to race pro. Mm-hmm. And to be able to do it for this long, and uh, yeah, it was definitely it was a little bit more emotional than I thought going back there, and I just had a big smile on my face, I was like, yeah, this is cool. Yeah, you know, it was yep. fun. Yeah, very good, very good. And uh, next year, title chase. Yeah, so I don't turn thirty three until mid year. Okay. So essentially, Nashville's the first one. Nashville's the first one. I think I'm gonna do some pro open stuff at the beginning of the year again, just because I like racing, and I'll be there with my team and mm-hmm. stuff anyway. But Come May next year, we're hitting every pro race till the rest of the year. It'll be good to have another battle in, in vet. Yeah. And to have another title chase going on. Yeah, it, it looked so. like it would have been fun racing out there with those yeah. guys. Yeah. Yeah, Christian's super fast. Um, I mean, I found I that out. I was impressed with TNT and Weatherford this weekend. That was going to be the yeah. next thing I was going to say. Yeah, I mean, I found that out at Worlds Racing Christian. He's yeah. definitely still got it on the first straightaway. And uh, to watch TNT and Weatherford take the pro section every time, like, it's going to be fun. Yeah. So, I'm looking forward to jumping in with those guys. We're looking forward to seeing it, T. Thanks, man. It's going to be amazing. Appreciate it. I'll do my best. <laughs> All right. Cool. Well, that's a wrap on the uh, on the Monday night here. Thank you guys for joining us. Thank you for not making me not being too much late and making me awkwardly sit here in front of the camera by myself. <laughs> You're doing great. We're going to just sit outside and watch you. <laughs> yeah. I'm really glad you didn't because I was like, what do I talk about next? Get in here, Sam. Get in here, Sam. So. All right, guys. Will you enjoy the rest of your Monday night? That's it for me. See you guys next week. Later.